So my call to you today is don't get so caught up in your mess and in your way of thinking that you miss the message of others and you also miss the opportunity for a God moment. Hi there, I'm Dr. Paula McDonald and I welcome you to my podcast, Live Today. It's here that together we'll explore the concept of balance as God designed it to be for us, His children. Balance of the mind, the body, and the spirit. And it's what I've named Theosynthesis. And it's here, waiting for you. Hello, everyone. Well, I'm excited to be with you today to talk about probably a topic that seems a little unexpected, but I really wanted to bring it up. God has laid it on my heart, and so we're going to just dive in today. So today's message is called, Don't Overlook the Message by Focusing on the Mess. Have you ever noticed that the word mess is in the word message? Well, it hit me this week because I think I've shared this before. I sit on our local school board, and if you've been in the news at all of late, school boards across the country have been the topic of conversation. And there has been a lot of interesting times at school board meetings. And our little town is not excluded. In fact, we've been on the national news. And it has been quite stressful and quite trying, but also quite interesting because I don't think it's a bad thing when parents really get involved and are passionate about what's going on in the schools that where they send their children. I mean, they should be. So in a way, this has been such a great wake-up call for parents and grandparents to get involved with their schools, to really know what's going on. Well, I am very fortunate. I serve on a wonderful school board with a great group of people and a fantastic superintendent. And we had one of those meetings where it was a packed house, but it was a packed house this time for support for what we're doing. We've been dragged through the mud. We've been called names. We've been told how horrible we are. And this week it was standing room only and two overflow rooms of people. And they came to the podium person after person after person to say thank you. Thank you for standing your ground. Thank you for protecting our children. And it just was such a great thing to see and witness and seeing people coming together, Christians coming together, arm in arm, saying, we're going to take our community back. And folks, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take people rising up and coming together to speak truth regarding very important issues that are creeping into our schools, that are creeping into our government. Just turn on the TV on mainstream media and you'll find it. Look at the commercials. It is everywhere. But the message today might have a little bit of twist for you because it it was unexpected for me as well. But I want to start with the lesson from John 5 where Jesus is healing the paralytic. Well, he hasn't healed him yet, but he's 
He's at the pool of Bethesda, and the story is that the paralytic was there for a very, very long time, and they believed that whoever was the first person into the pool of Bethesda when the waters started to bubble and stir, that they would be the first one. If they got to the water first, they would be healed. So here's this paralytic. He tries every day to get to that water first, and he can never do it and because he's paralyzed. So he's, you know, feeling very bad for himself. He's just, you know, in a bad way. And the scene is Jesus comes, kneels before him and says, sir, do you want to be, you know, do you want to be healed? You've been paralyzed for a long time. And the man starts to give him his story. Well, you know, I can't get to the pool. You know, nobody will help me. And Jesus is, you know, that's not what he asked him. So he repeated his question again. Do you want to be healed? See, the paralytic was missing the message because he was so caught up in his own mess that he missed the message of Jesus at first. So Jesus asked him again intently, do you want to be healed? And the paralytic man said, yes. And then Jesus very simply told him, well, get up your mat, get up and take your mat and walk. Well, as wonderful as this miracle was, guess who else missed the message? And that were that was the religious leaders because it was on the Sabbath day. And so not only were they incensed that somebody had the audacity to do a healing, a miracle of God on God's day, they also chastised the man for getting up and carrying his mat. So you talk about becoming legalistic and really caught up in your laws and your ways that you completely miss a message and you missed a miracle because you didn't see the message. You were totally focused on, oh my gosh, we have to do it this way. And this is the way it's always been done. And here Jesus was completely throwing religion as they had known it for so many years on its head and they did not like it. So they were missing the message of this incredible miracle and the paralytic almost missed the message of getting healed because he was focused on his mess. So that's how I came up with this topic today because I am seeing this being played out in life all the time. You have so many people focusing on other things rather than what's the real message? What's the real lesson? For instance, right now, politically, everyone is focusing on the mess of the election, the mess of COVID, the mess of one political party versus another, And you guys, you know, it goes on and on and on and on. And it appears that everyone is zeroed in on the complete mess that seems to be all around us and the world. You know, we've got things going on in Shanghai and in Ukraine. And yes, we need to know what's going on in the world. But sometimes people get so zeroed in that they miss sometimes a message behind the messes. And so wouldn't it be so great if we could bring both sides of these issues together in a manner where each party 
has an opportunity to simply discuss things in a rational manner. But that would mean both parties have to be rational and both parties have to be open to hearing what the other person says. Even if they don't agree, we have to be open to listening and hearing. And so that takes me back to our school board meetings. Well, when people stand up, we have to listen to both, both sides of a story. We have to listen to those people who are angry that we've done a certain thing and those people who are pleased that we've done a certain thing. But we have to remain open to hearing them. If we just closed ourselves off, that wouldn't be fair. But then we take what we've heard and we all assess it and make the, the right decisions based on what's best for a large group of people. And in our case, it's our students and their parents and the teachers and administrators that um, work for the district. So there's a lot of people. It's a big, diverse group of people. And of course, you're never going to please everybody, no matter what you do. But you have to know that you're not focusing on the messes. You're focusing on the message of how to get past whatever it is or how to solve a problem. But you do it methodically and logically and with reason. So how refreshing would it be if the news out there simply presented the news without magnifying the hatred and using the narratives that divide people? Oh my goodness, I, I, I can only hardly stand to even turn on the news because it is so outright trying to stir the pot. And so wouldn't it be nice if the message was simply straightforward without a slant? Maybe if those of us who are willing to remain rational and calm and logistical and logical would start standing up to this ridiculous and obvious divisiveness, then maybe we could all get out of this mess that we're in. And so a great lesson for any message is learning to listen, evaluate, and to thoughtfully respond no knee-jerk reactions, no jumping to conclusions, just simply taking the time to hear both sides. And what a difference this world can be when we focus on the message rather than the mess. And I have another illustration from the Bible that I wanted to share, and this one comes from John 4. And Jesus, he's traveling through Samaria, and he sits down at Jacob's well. And he was tired, says he was tired as he was from the, from the journey. And so it was about noon. So it was a very hot part of the day. And so Jesus is there and a Samaritan woman comes to draw the water. And then they have a conversation and Jesus says to her, Hey, will you give me a drink? And he was all by himself. So he's having this conversation by himself with this woman. And the Samaritan woman said to him, Sir, you are a Jew. And I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Because back then, Jews did not associate with the Samaritans, let alone a man addressing a woman. So there were two things going on here. And so here's Jesus with a message to a woman who is it, has her life is a mess too. And so let me continue on this story. 
And Jesus answers her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that's asking you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. (laughs) And she says, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? I mean, that was a logical question for her to ask, right? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it from himself, as did his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answers, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become the spring of water welling up to eternal life. And so the woman says to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And he told her, Go call your husband and come back. And she knows at this point, okay, he knows something about her because she says, I have no husband. And Jesus says, You're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. And she says, Oh, I can see you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and has now come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. Now, Understand this conversation, that was very radical because everybody believed you had to go through the temple worship and through the, you know, the different religious leaders to do things a very certain way. And here's Jesus saying, okay, all you have to do is worship in the spirit. And then he's telling her about himself being Christ. So the woman says, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus tells her, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Wow. I mean, that that is a pretty big statement and bold statement. And so this message that Jesus is giving to this woman who's in this mess of a life, she could have easily missed this message, but she didn't. And so she literally left her water jar, what she was there at the well for. And she went back to the town telling people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of town to make their way toward him. So a couple of things in this story is one, Jesus was very radical talking to this woman alone at the well, him being a Jew, her being a Samaritan and him being a man, her being a woman, him being God himself, Christ, and her being this woman caught up in a mess of a life. And here he is at this place that has water 
and he's teaching her about eternal water. And you guys, she didn't miss the message. She got it. And she just dropped what she was doing. And she couldn't wait to get to town to tell others about this truth about Jesus. And so really, when you think about it, Jesus allowed a woman to be the first person to really go and witness to others about him. And I find that so great. And I think that is often a part of the missed message in this particular message. So I tell you that because we really can get so caught up and so tunnel visioned in our world today that we miss what's right under our noses. We miss things. Another illustration is there's a lot of young people right now, and there's nothing wrong with Instagram or doing all the social media, all these social media activities. However, if they become and we become so focused on those activities, we're going to miss a lot of the beautiful moments in life. For instance, I see a lot of young moms and they post these beautiful pictures. Every picture of their children is perfect. The kids are dressed perfectly. Everything looks absolutely perfect. But we know that behind that picture, in order to get to that picture, there was probably a lot of messes, a lot of frustration. Because when you're dealing with kids, they're kids and they spill milk and they get dirty and they need you and they cry and they get fussy. And so when I see some of these pictures, I really just pray that a lot of these young moms aren't so focused on getting the perfect Instagram picture that they miss what's right in front of them. And that is these beautiful children who need their mamas to have their attention on them. It's not a, it's not a problem taking pictures every now and then. But when it's constant and the kids know, okay, I have to get dressed and then I have to take a picture first before we do anything else, it's becoming an issue where you just see these kids always posing. And so this message is, mamas, don't miss the message because you're totally focused on the mess of Instagram. It really can be a mess. And then it becomes this obsession. And so don't lose out on that. It's so important. And the last thing I want to share with you goes back to this room full of people on Monday night at the school board meeting. And last night I was out eating with our family. We had a lot of family come in from out of town. And I saw a woman come in who had been one of the women who came up to the podium and was very much against a lot of the things that we do at our school board. We're a very conservative school board and a very conservative town. And she had a different opinion and she came up to that podium and she spoke her mind and, but she was not disrespectful. She was passionate about what she had to say, but she was not disrespectful in any way. And I saw her and I knew exactly who she was. And I think she knew exactly who I was. So after dinner, and I just felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to go and speak to her after the meal. And I got up went over to her and she said, you're Paula, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. And I extended my hand and I said, I just want to tell you that even though we might be on the different ends of the spectrum on different issues, I want you to know that I respect the fact that you had the 
bravery, actually, to come up and speak your mind. And so I just wanted to tell you that you know, I respect you for that. And she, you guys, she was completely blown away. She could not believe that I would take the time or approach her. But I saw her, at, you know, through the eyes of Jesus, just like the woman at the well, you know, wasn't being judgmental at all. I just saw her as a person that how Jesus sees her is a person of value and he loves her more than I can even fathom. And he wants nothing more than for her to see him. And so that's, of course, between those two. But it was the right thing for me to do. And had I been so focused on the whole mess of the world and how divided we are, I probably would have missed that opportunity to just go up and extend an olive branch. However it was received, it seemed to be received very, very well. And she was very surprised and very kind. And so doesn't that make a difference when we take the time to really reach out across the lines of the messes that are going on right now to say, hey, we might agree to disagree, but I still see you as a valued human being. How much better would this world be if we took the time to do that? And if we took the time to focus on the messages and not focus so much on being offended and being right. I mean, we all want to be right and we all don't want to be offended, but that's going to happen. It's just the world we live in. So my call to you today is don't get so caught up in your mess and in your way of thinking that you miss the message of others and you also miss the opportunity for a God moment. I really felt like last night with this woman, it was a God moment. And maybe she got a glimpse of God. And that's a good thing. And who knows where that might lead? And who knows how that door might be opened between her side and our side? You just don't know. But it was what God prompted me to do. And I'm so glad that I I went over and, and spoke to her. So I hope for you that are listening today that you will just take this to heart and say, okay, what is it that I'm so hyper-focused on that I'm missing the big picture around me? So today, as you go off, share this message. Give it to somebody who you know is really caught up in the news. And here's another tip. Turn off the mainstream media. I get my news from very trusted conservative sources that are just reporting stories. They're not interjecting a lot of junk. So let's take this country back one message at a time. And let's focus on the message rather than focusing on all the messes. Because maybe it is at that time that we'll actually come together and solve some problems. Thank you, everybody. As always, I hope that you are fully living today. Thank you for joining me, friends. My prayer for you is that you would seek to live today and every day in balance and in abundant connection with God.